Good morning. Greetings in Jesus' name this morning. I appreciate the service this far, the songs, the devotion, Sunday school, kind of all making a springboard for what I want to talk about this morning. Austin, could you do me a favor? Can you go up in this furnace room and see if the easel's in there? You know what that is? The three-legged stand? It is spring. This week is the beginning of spring. Spring equinox. The sun is at the equator. The sun isn't moving, but the earth is. So we're getting longer days. I feel like I'm getting more energy. Also, it's fun watching the different activities that happen around spring. Birds return, robins are here, killdeer. Yesterday, <clears throat> I saw a flock of geese, almost couldn't see them, a big V. I had to be hundreds of them, and they were heading north. So they were probably, obviously, the southern birds, and they're heading north. Spring is here. Well, you don't have to. I can maybe use that. What I have here this morning is a borrowed picture, so I don't want to break it. I have a... I had a uh, little replica of, of this that I wanted to bring this morning, and of course, you think I could find it? No. Found everything else but that. Friday, so it wasn't until basically Friday that I kind of hatched this. Friday, we took a field trip to the Minnesota History Center after the third attempt on planning a field trip in Minnesota, and it was a nice day, sunny, 50 degrees, almost felt like it. But on our drive up there along Highway 56, how many noticed the eagle sitting along the highway? It was actually in a nest. Nobody saw it? Those that went? Rylan? Man! You saw it? Only a couple of you. We were driving along and I saw this large mass of branches and twigs and whatnot hanging in the tree there. And as we got closer, I'm like, boy, as big as that thing is, that's got to be an eagle's nest. Sure enough, we rounded the corner. There's a little white head, just barely visible, sitting there, just sun shining right on it, just picture perfect. Now understand that an eagle lays its eggs. Um, it may vary on region, but here somewhere around February. 
Now, you know what kind of weather we've been having in February? It's been blowing, snowing. I'm assuming, or I would be very confident that Eagle probably sat in those eggs during those violent storms that we had to protect its eggs from the howling cold wind and the blowing snow. Yesterday, also, I had the opportunity to see four eagles perched out in our woods behind our barns. They were all sitting there, scouting out, looking for prey. How many of you have been to the Wabashaw Eagle Center? Now we got a better support. Eagles are fascinating. They're a big bird. There is 60 different species of eagles. And I'd like to look at this eagle that we have here this morning and see if we can learn some lessons and make some applications. So consider, let's consider the nest in Job chapter 39. Verse 27. Job 39. 27. Doth the eagle mount up at thy command and make her nest on high? She dwelleth and abideth on the rock, upon the crag of the rock and the strong place. Eagles build their nest high. They build them in tops of trees, build them on rocky ledges, high, some place protected. They're not like the bird, some of the birds that build their nest in the ground, but they are known to build them high, high in the mountains. The nest can weigh up to one ton, can stretch as much as five to eight feet across, and can have a depth of two feet. And they will continue to reuse them from year to year. There's a lot of hard work that goes into making a nest. They can carry twigs or branches or almost trees in a diameter of about four inches as they make an effort at making their nest. Then they will take smaller branches and leaves and smaller stuff to fill in the holes. They also have been known to take vines and weave them in their nests to add strength to bond it together. Padding the leaves offer protection from the pokey sticks. It aids in comfort for them. And shortly before she lays her eggs, she'll pull down from her self and put it in the nest as warmth. It will take a little over a month for the eggs to hatch, about 35 days. But as the small birds are coming out of their shell, trying to free themselves of the eggshells, the mother will never assist in 
them in their struggle. If she was to help them in her struggle, this would probably hamper their survival. But there's great value in the safety of the nest. As the young eagle grows, it needs that protection of the nest. We need the safety of the nest too. Our little ones need to be safe. They need to have protection. As children, there's a need for parental protection to watch out for their developing and safe being. In the five-year development of an eagle, from an eaglet to the adult bald eagle, it goes through one of the most varying plumages changes of the North American bird. From first four weeks, it is known as a fluffy white down little bird. That's going to be its coat. Then it will change to a gray woolly down. At about five weeks is when the first feathers start to show. Brown and black feathers begin to grow. And it will become fully feathered in ten weeks. And it will remain that mostly dark colored for the first year but it won't be till about five years that it will actually fully mature and get the white head also another change is it goes from a gray blackish beak to a vibrant yellow beak so as the eagle develops goes through Life stages, new feathers have to be brought on. And this was all created by God. God our Father planned it that way. And just like us, we need to grow and develop. Take on new feathers so that we can mature. Go from children to young men, to fathers. 1 John chapter 2, verse 12 talks of that. Growing from children to young men to fathers. Exodus 19, verses 3 to 4. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, and said, This is what you are to say to the descendants of Jacob, and what are you to tell the people of Israel? You yourselves have seen what I did in Egypt, and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. There it's using the analogy of an eagle, being carried on eagles' wings, how God cared for the children of Israel and bringing them out of Egypt. Egypt being the type of the world. Psalms 51.10 Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Philippians 2, 3, 13, For it is God who worketh in you to will and to act according to His good purpose. Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Him who gives me strength. While God tells us that we already have feathers, Sometimes we need to put on new feathers. We need to mature in Christ. 
We need to have that desire to grow. Moving on with uh, the eagle. There's a day coming when the mother comes to the nest and she stirs the nest. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verses 11 through 12. Deuteronomy 32, verse 11. As an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there was no strange God with him. This happens at about 10 weeks of age for the young eagles. The mother eagle comes back to the nest and basically wrecks the nest. She pulls out the soft padding, may have been her down, may have been rabbit fur. Whatever was soft in there is gone. All that's left is sticks. This is called fledging. It then becomes the eaglet's task to stand and balance itself. There's no other alternative. It's not comfortable to lay down. Sticks are pokey. Might even cut themselves. So they have to learn to perch and to stand and to balance themselves on their clumsy little talons that are developing. And as they build up confidence, they will perch on the edge of the nest. Learning to balance is going to be a big help to them as they grow. They will spend time there flapping, stretching their wings. Does God disturb our nest sometimes? He wants us to reach out to Him and trust Him as he tries to teach us to fly. Did you ever thank God for stirring that he sends your way? Sometimes we fail to recognize the hand of God as the one who is stirring the familiar surroundings to stimulate our growth. There's times where God is doing that to stir and to stretch you, to make it uncomfortable so that you can rely on Him. Example in Genesis 47, how the story of Joseph sold down to Egypt as a slave, ultimately to save his family from famine. And how 70 souls of Israel were brought into Israel, Israel, into Egypt for their safekeeping. And you know how the story goes. They prospered. It was protection. And eventually things got good. And God had to stir their nest. 
things had to become hard. So hard that they wanted to desire the promised land. As God stirs the nest, there needs to be a brokenness. There needs to be a brokenness that takes place. Everything of self must go. It cannot be anything that I want to keep. Everything that is mine must go, must become Christ, so Christ can shine forth his great power. God stirs us toward character and tempers us with experience. Character is often manifested in great moments, but it was developed in the small ones. Little may you know that you are developing character by the small things you do. But it's when those big events come, those little things that were building your character will shine. The next step for the eagle is flight. There comes a day in the life of that eagle. It's perched on the edge of that nest. The mother returns, or the father, and they will begin to flutter over the nest with vehement force. They may nudge, they may coach, they may coax. They may fly from the nest to the ground to another branch. However they do it, they want their little eagles to fly. As that small eaglet takes its first plunge, it screams in terror as it plunges to the ground. It's only then that flight can take place. There's a power within that eaglet that its will is to live, struggle to survive, and instinct takes over and it has to flap its wings. And it's then that the strength of that little eaglet can feel the wind, the air, the strength that it has in its wings that can start to fly. Granted, the first flight is nothing but nothing graceful at all. It may flap around very viciously and end up in a heap on the ground, or if it managed to land on a branch, it may do so, but that was the first attempt. And then it will practice and continue more. Adult eagles will still need to be there. They, they uh, provide the food for that eaglet as it's learning to fly. So for the first few months, the eagle will fly around and get its food and bring it to the little eaglet. And for the first year, the eaglets can be kind of uh, selfish. Um, They'll come after the adult eagles when they have food and be very demanding. Sounds like children sometimes. The lesson of flight. We can find ourselves wrapped up in a situation perhaps where everything is at stake. Our home, our job, 
our health, and we're falling, and we're falling, and we're falling. The question races through our mind. God, why? What is God's reply? Turn to Psalms 103. Trust in me. Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He that he hath not dwelt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for the man, his days are as of the grass, as the flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that exalt, that excel in strength, that do this commandment. Hearken unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all his, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of this, of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. You cannot fly just sitting in a church pew. Going to church is important, but it's what we do the rest of the week. Do you feel the wind? We need to learn to fly and as we mature, our flight will become more graceful. As we stretch our wings and we take on the wind, the wind flowing over the wings create lift. And that overcomes the power, the force of gravity. Gravity wanting to pull us down. But the power of lift take you up. It takes time to learn to fly. Did Daniel pray for a lion's den? He prayed to God. And the results of his obedience to God, he was thrown into a lion's den. God protected Daniel. And when he came out, it was very clear who God was. The, th the three Hebrew boys, did they pray for a fiery furnace? 
We usually don't pray for struggles because they hurt. And there's lots of uncertainty. But as, as we have those struggles, those uncertainties, God can take those challenges, those low times in our lives, and He can work with them. And the, the way that He works with them is such a way that God's workings is, are beyond my workings. If I was to do that, it, I would mess up. I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work. God works under a different set of laws than what man does. When we can rise from the challenge, it is then that we can see a brighter picture of Christ. It will be it will finally occur. One day, that little eaglet found himself falling from the nest, screaming in terror. He will silently stretch his wings and he will take to the sky under the power of lift and he'll soar into the clouds. So as we consider the upward call, some men may never know and understand the power of the upward call. Years bring age, but little maturity. The mind becomes weak because nothing never stretched it. But then there are those who hunger and thirst after God. Isaiah 40, verse 31 But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's a matter of perception. Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14 Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark, the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There was great men in medicine and business and merchandise who became great because struggle was in part of their being. John Milton, on his way to becoming one of the world's most recognized poets, had to sell his copyright of appraisal loss for $72. Robert Louis Stevenson would battle with tuberculosis, but would write some of the classic classics of literature John Bunyan cheered himself in prison and cell by making a flute out of a prison stool while writing Pilgrim's Progress in the Holy War. Helen Keller struggled with her own obstacles of being deaf and blind and turned a negative circumstance into a positive asset. Handles, paralyzed on his right side, all his money was gone, his creditors were going to imprison him, but he rebounded and composed the greatest of his inspiration, the Messiah. Hallelujah Chorus are not born in vocation condominiums. But they were in jail cells in Acts chapter 16. Soar to the wind. Reach for the heaven. The hand of the Lord is with you. Stretch your wings. 
God will give you the strength that you need to soar. Second Corinthians 4, verse 17 and 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which we, which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Second Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. The eagle is built for heights, and is not content to stay on earth. I'm going to go through. I'm going to soar. I'm going to soar above the storms. I will hope for the greatest. I will do the will of God. I will defeat the enemy. I will proclaim the gospel. As long as there is breath in me. Whatever stage of life you're in, God will be there. And he will help you. Whether you're a small eaglet, or whether you're an eaglet ready to fly or whether you've had your first flight lesson, or whether you're an adult and you're out there flying and you're caring for your young ones, or an older eagle that's soaring high above. Now, I found, I tried to find if this was true or not, but in storms, I have wondered where eagles find their protection. And some of the findings I found, they say, the eagle will harness the wind of the storm and will climb to heights above the storm. Now I can't, they say eagles fly at 10,000 feet. Um, obviously they wouldn't fly above a, a thunderhead, but maybe they would fly around it. So I don't know. But the analogy of a storm, being able to fly above it and not in it or through it, but to gain the, the, the victory to overcome it. So whatever stage of life you're in, God is going to be there and He's going to help you in learning to fly. Just like the eagle. The adult eagles care for their young. They want to teach them to, to live. It is said that 50% of the, the little eaglets will make it, will survive in that first five years. Um, not a very good ratio. But it is critical for them if they want to continue on. Let's kneel for prayer. Lord, we come to you this morning. We thank you for the power that we can have in you. Thank you for the lessons that we can learn from your creation, from the lessons of the eagle. Help us as we trust in you and put our confidence in you. Pray a blessing on each person here this morning from the youngest to the oldest. Lord, suit a blessing to each one's needs, each one's struggles. Lord, I pray that you would help us to put our confidence in you. Help us to put our strength in you that we could 
soar on to be with you. Lord, pray that you would go with us today. Ask your blessing on each one. In Jesus' name, amen.